Arizona's Methodist University. It was there in 1984 I graduated. It was also there in 1983 that me and Leona, she attended Pembroke State University before it was UNC Pembroke. We started dating. So a lot of good things happen on the campus there for me and my personal life. And I'm looking forward to hearing the story. Now, I understand we're all kin here. Uh, we're all cousins. And I know Miss Joyce is the aunt. Am I right? Uh, so of David. And uh, I certainly want to just thank uh, so Miss McAlilly for just making this story known to us in a personal way. And I think she invited you, and we're honored to have you today, David Brown, as our guest speaker, to come and show some pictures and tell us a story to lift our hearts up. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you, sir. Well, it's an honor to be here today. I just want to thank y'all for having me. Uh, y'all bear with me, because I'll probably get emotional. As y'all know, I had, uh, most of y'all know here that I had two brothers that died on Valentine's Day. And Valentine's Day was not a good day for me. It started off kind of bad. I had a man that was supposed to spray insulation on my building. Well, he didn't show up. And uh, I hung around. I had other things to do. I hung around to after 12 o'clock. He never came. Never heard a word. I left and went to Lowe's. <laughs> Got to Lowe's and my brother called me and told me my oldest brother had died of a heart attack. Well, I went and got my truck to leave and it run by forest near to the back of the church and stopped. Back wheels locked up. The transmission, the TCM had went out. And like, I finally got the truck to go again and got it in the middle of uh, Ramsey Street at MacArthur Road. If any of you know where that's at, at the biggest stoplight down there, and it quits and it won't go no more. Highway patrolman comes up and says, hey, you got to get this thing out of the road. I said, I'm trying hard as I can. <laughs> I had pulled my toolbox out to get a tool with a whole toolbox, falls out on the ground, dumps on the high <laughs> in the middle of the road. Well, I'm getting my tools up, and I try to get the truck to move. We can't get it to go, so he helps me push it out of the road. But it was two and a half hours before I got a record on there to pull my truck to my house. Anyway, I get home, and we go to see my sister-in-law and all, and we stay till about 10 o'clock that night. We leave and go home, and when I get home, I get... Me and my wife had not had no supper. We go to bed, lay down, phone rings about 15 minutes later, and uh, my other brother, Stanley. And so uh, we get up, get ready, and we go over there, and we start down the hill down the 210 highway down close to the rock quarry. And there's a pickup sitting in the middle of the road. Well, I don't know why he's sitting in the road. He had his lights on bright, and I couldn't see, and I'm looking toward the shoulder. And when I get right there at his truck, all of a sudden, he runs a deer right out in front of the car. Tired the car up. <laughs> Tired the front end of the car up. So that was a kind of a rough day for me. But anyway, and then after that, but they had a big cross that we're going to put an aluminum cross on the front of the chapel down there. And the superintendent kept telling me the whole time, you know you got to set that cross. I said, not in my contract. He said, well, 
You're going to have to say it because you don't know one's got any equipment. I said, I'm sorry, but it's not in my contract. Well, then he called, then his boss man told him, said, no, he's not setting it. Hercules still is setting it. Said, they've got a man hired to set it. I said, well, good. Well, on Wednesday, the 16th, Hercules still calls me and wants me to come to their office. So I go over there that morning, first thing, and they said, look, we need you to set that cross. I said, I thought y'all had someone to set it. Well, he don't want to do it. And I said, they said, can you do it? I said, well, I don't know. But if you tell me I can't, I'll die trying. I promise you that much. I'm not hard-headed. I get it from all my kin people sitting out here. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we start the process and I'm sitting across. Well, the first thing I have to do is I got to figure out how I can drill holes through a 12-inch solid block wall that's filled solid with concrete and got four number seven rebars in every cell. And uh, if you don't know what that is, that's a piece of steel that's seven-eighths of an inch in diameter. And rebar can be from soft to hard as a rock because it's full of carbon. And so I had to order special bits to drill through that. So I went and ordered my bits. They were supposed to come in on Thursday. And if we could put the picture of the truck up here, I'll show you what happened. Well, the, the things, my bits didn't come in on Thursday. Well... On Friday, they were supposed to call me and say, they'll be here at 10.30 Friday. Well, they didn't never call me, so I jumped in my truck at 10.35. I remember looking at my phone, it was 10.35. I said, I'm going to go over there and see where my bits is at, because I wanted to set that thing on Monday. But I got in a little bit ahead of the Lord, I think. I was going to pick up my bits, and I sat at a red light. It seemed like for 15 minutes, and before it finally turned green, and I got to go, and I looked, and I didn't want anything. I didn't see nothing coming in either direction. And I started across the road. And a fellow on a Ford Focus, I know, I know Donald could tell you exactly probably what it weighs and stuff, but they're not a very big car. He hits my truck so hard that it pushed her. I had a body man. I was going to try to get it fixed. They totally lost it, but I was going to try to fix it. It pushed the left front wheel back an inch and a half. It hit it on the right side. Out of that wreck, I got one little red spot on my arm where the airbag hit my arm. Everybody said, you won't be able to walk tomorrow. I said, look, it didn't even shake me. I'm telling y'all. And they didn't believe me. I won't even soar. Now the Lord was looking after me. Now that truck, I bought that truck brand new and it had given me a world of trouble. I mean, I had just spent, we had just spent somewhere in the neighborhood of $5,000 having it worked on. Every time I turned around, something was wrong with it. I mean, it was, so I think the good Lord was taking care of me and taking care of my truck at the same time. The other fella got hurt a little bit and all. And, uh, and I was worried to death that I was going to end up having an argument with and him saying he didn't run a red light, but they had a camera on it. So I didn't have nothing to worry about. No. But then on Tuesday, so we got the holes. That stopped us from drilling holes on Friday, so we ended up having to drill the holes on Monday. It took all day. We had to drill 18 holes through a block wall. 
And I was worried to death that my cross wasn't going to fit. But on Tuesday, they sent me a boom truck to set the cross with. If you go to the next picture. While we were setting this cross, I didn't even know this. I was up on the roof. You can't see me there, but I, I had to climb up on the roof. The boom truck liked about two inches of reaching high enough, so we had to swing the bottom of the uh, cross over, swing it away from the wall, and then push it up at the bottom to get a bolt in it. And I had to climb all the way up on the roof because I was the only one skinny enough to get between what we had to get through to get up there. So I had to climb up there and take a rope and throw over it. And the wind was blowing that day. And I throw that rope over that thing, and I'm no cowboy by no means. And the rope come right back in my other hand, just pretty as you've ever seen. First try. Because I couldn't reach out and touch the cross. And I pulled that cross in, and I started putting the top bolt in it. And the boy that was working with Hercules, it was sending the signals from us because the crane operator could not see us. He started having a fit. I could hear him on the ground hollering, and I could feel the warmth of the light shining on my neck. But now, if you go to the other one, look for it. Look where this light comes from. Have you ever seen a light like this before in your life? Now, when I get down, I hadn't seen none of this. Everybody's telling me about it. I was wanting to see it. Well. Finally, somebody sent me the pictures. And when I seen it, and I had, when we got up there to set the cross, so I had a Mexican fellow with me that goes to church and all that works with me. And I told him, I said, look, Benny, well, Benny ain't his name, but that's what we call him because we can't hardly say his name, so <laughs> we call him Benny. And I said, uh, I said, Benny, don't you go to church? He said, yeah. I said, well, your job, you pray that this cross is going to fit because these three brackets was, they were 13 feet from top to bottom and was spaced six foot from center to center apart. And we had to get them things lined up and we had to run this wall 53 feet with a four foot level. And there's no way it could be perfect. I mean, we just ain't. There's no way nobody can be that good with a four-foot level. Anyway, um, when we stood it up and put that top bolt in, I had already prepared to have to drill out holes and everything. And, you know, every, we had 12 more bolts we had to put, put in our, or we had 12 bolts that had to go in it. We had 10 more after I got the top one in. Every bolt went in. And when I got down, somebody said, you're good. I said, no, that was God. And my two brothers helped me set this cross. I couldn't have done it. And I, I can tell you, that is not a ray from the sun. If you look at it, if you look at the, go back to one of those, the next picture back, and you can see that light don't get very big. But when I stood, it, stood the cross straight up, it shined dead on top of the cross. They didn't get a, the lady didn't get a picture. The lady that is the minister at Methodist University happened to come out when we were setting it. She had wanted to film it, but nobody told me. But she just happened to come up 
and come out and started taking these pictures. And she's the one that took all the pictures. Now, the other one with the sun had the little blue. I don't know what that is. Somebody said that's that little blue spot. They say that's something your phone will do every now and then and all. But that's, that's the story on that. And if God has ever shined his light on anything, that was it. I honestly believe, I, and I'll be honest with you, we started that place down there and the plans have been a mess. And ever since we started it, I'd keep seeing stuff that wouldn't work. I mean, sometimes I wouldn't even be nowhere around the job and I'd think something and say, hey, that ain't gonna work. And call the architect. God has given me, has blessed me down there to work out problems for them and stuff. And, and I wondered why they were spending all that money on that thing, but now I know God has approved of that building. He's put his hand on it. But that's, that's the story on the cross and on the light. And I hope it does as much for y'all as it has for me. You know, we go through life. I told this at our church. There's things in the Bible that's hard to believe. Like Elisha and the axe head floating. I always wondered about that, how it could float. What caused it to come up? There was something that had to cause it to come up. But I don't have to worry about that no more. Because I know God can make anything happen. I mean, and, and you know, you think to yourself, oh, I'm terrible for doubting and stuff. But Elijah doubted as strong a man as he was. He ran and hid. From uh, he ran and hid from Jezebel because he was scared for his life. So we can, you know, God don't hold us. He don't hold that against us for doubting. But He shows us things to remove them doubts and that stuff. Well, I thank y'all for y'all's time, and you're right. Just about everybody here is getting to. Thank you. Oh, and I forgot to tell y'all this. Got this part. My niece, Stanley's daughter, Jill, dreamed on Tuesday morning, the same morning that this light shined on that cross, she dreamed that Stanley and Gerald came to see her, and she tried to get them to get out and come in the house, and they told her they couldn't. They had other people they had to help that day. And I knew nothing about this dream that day. And when I when I got these pictures, I walked by, boy, that me and him talked. I don't even know his name. But Ronald, he'll tell you I got a big mouth. My uncle sat in my car and I loved to talk. But when I walked by him, I started talking to him. I showed him the pictures. I said, uh, I said, them was my two brothers. And come by and help me. But that's my story. Thank you. Thank, thank, you. You. thank you so much. Mercy me. Mercy. Mm. What a story. What a vision God has given to David and
to do it. It's amazing. You uh, had so many opportunities to give up, yet you didn't. God, he, he called you to do your task, to do your job. What's also amazing is why the miracle was taking place. You didn't even know it. You were just doing your job. You just felt the sun on your neck and felt the warmth of God's presence. You didn't even know that there was something wonderful happening. And if you show the picture of the one where it's got a cross, actually, the light in the sky, uh, it's not just the vertical shaft, but it has the light in the middle. It's, it's not that one, even though that's unbelievable. It's the next one, I think, that one. If you'll look in the middle of the circle to the left and vaguely to the right of our right, you'll see the arms of the cross start to extend. You see them? The one to the left, you see it. There's a cross in there. So what happened is that God, there's a Greek word for this event. It's called a theophany, which means God is theophany means event. This is a God event. Uh, very similar to the event that took place with Moses in the burning bush, the bush that appeared to burn but did not. Very similar to the event that took place with Saul when he was converted to Paul. He had an experience. And you're right, your brothers were there. They were there by the grace of God. They were allowed by God's providence and his, his grace to come and be present. He was present in the dream, uh, and he allowed that to take place, and he was present while you did this miracle. Um, this chapel was, uh, they raised the money for it, but there's a family in Fayetteville that gave over a million dollars to build this chapel. It's built to be a chapel for all the face of the world. It's built to be an ecumenical chapel, yet it has a cross that hangs in it that you helped put there. And that tells us that even though our world is divided in so many ways, God is uniting us and God ordained it that this event would take place. Now you can be skeptical all you want to in this world. It's very easy to be skeptical. You can try to find scientific reason. You can logically look at it. You can say it's just something else. But I can tell you, David, you're right on target uh, that God did this. And I celebrate that and I'm saying this is a miracle that God is doing a wonderful action through this vision in your story because you're the every man story, the story of an infinite God working in our lives to show love and grace. And I'm, I'm excited to have been a part of it. It is worth not just looking at this picture, but to understand the story behind the picture has just made it even more real. Thank you for this blessing. Um, I also have seen miracles, God working miracles in people's lives. And certainly this was a miracle. Let us pray. Dear Lord, the story that David has shared as a witness is a testimony of something greater. He was just doing his job the way he has been called to do. He had to overcome tremendous odds even to get to this place. But every time there was a stumbling block placed in his way, you removed it. and You gave him the spirit of one who not just survives, but thrives, one who lives and Lord, he was doing his job that day and then something happened around him where his countenance was lit up by your divine light. Lord, help us know our pain, the ones we have lost. Let us know that they are not gone, but they are with you. Lord, we thank you for his family that surrounds him. 
And we're told today in this very place there is a cloud of witnesses that watches over us even at this moment. It doesn't take a camera to prove it, though it's a wonderful thing when we can't see it. All it takes is a heart that is open to understand the miracles of God. In this age we're coming into, there will be a lot of people who will need to see these kind of things to believe. Lord, bring even more miracles in our midst that we may know your presence. In Jesus' holy, sweet name we pray. Amen.